0: Good evening. And uh, I want to thank you for watching this evening. And uh, hopefully, you can hear me. And um, if you can, if you don't care to comment, I know that uh, it's been a while uh, since we've been together. And. after shaving my beard off by accident, I probably need to apologize. You, uh, uh, didn't know that this much ugly could be covered under a beard. But, uh, I want to thank you for, uh, being patient, uh, over the last, uh, couple nights. Um, things have been extremely crazy. And, uh, and so I want to, uh, like I said, thank you just for being patient and and look forward to, well, two things. One, growing my beard back and covering up all these extra chins. And uh, uh, two, uh, being able to be with you. Uh, if you remember, we've started the book of Esther. And there were two things that I wanted you to remember and to think about. Uh, as we study through this book. And that was, first and foremost, that God is at work even when we don't see it. God is at work even when we don't know it. And the second thing is that God has you in the place and purpose that he wants you to be to use you. And many times we don't think that God can use us. We don't think that God can have a purpose for us. But he does. And so we finished up the last time we were together that Esther had been made queen. She had found favor with um, the king and with his helper and had been made queen. And... It's very important because many times when we look at this story, we think the title is Esther, so it's about how God used Esther, but there are many other characters in this story that God uses and has in the right place at the right time. And so today you might say, well, Jake, I'm not the pastor, or I'm not the song leader, or I'm not the Sunday school teacher, or I'm not the most a uh, faithful church member, um, uh, you know, all of these things. I don't know my Bible well enough, or I, I've, you know, I didn't grow up in a church family. We make all these excuses, but God wants you to know that there are no superstar Christians. I love athletics. I always have. I, I don't love them as much anymore as a parent after being drugged all over the world to watch my kids play, but In professional sports, there are always superstars, people that they pay way too much money because they do an extremely good job. But in the church and in God's family, there are no superstars. We're all just sinners saved by grace. And so whether or not you think you're important or you think that you have a big part to play, you do. God has you and has created you fearfully and wonderfully, the Bible says, and God has a purpose for you. And so I want to read you tonight about how God used Mordecai to save the king. And because of this, God had the right person at the right time, and God was at work even when it didn't appear that way. So in Esther 2, starting in verse 19, when virgins were gathered together a second time, Mordecai sat within the king's gate. Now Esther had not revealed her family and her people just as Mordecai had charged her, for Esther obeyed the command of Mordecai as when she was brought up by him. In those days, while Mordecai sat within the king's gate, two of the king's eunuchs, Bigthan and Teresh, doorkeepers, became furious and sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. So the matter became known to Mordecai, who told Queen Esther, and Esther informed the king in Mordecai's name. And when an inquiry was made into the matter, it was confirmed, and both were hanged on a gallows. And it was written in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. You see, God continued to give Esther favor with the king. So much that Mordecai, her uncle, was sitting at the right place and heard about a plot to murder the king. Well, he did what any good and loyal servant would do. He went and told Esther and she told the king. You might be thinking, well, if I'm Mordecai and I'm a Jew, a slave in a foreign country, I'm not going to stop this. This king is wicked. This king is evil and he deserves what is coming to him. And friends, I know tonight that you don't want to admit it and neither do I, but we feel that some way about times, about people. Well, they had it coming to them. You know, I. They reaped what they sowed. But as a Christian, the Bible says that we are to do good to our enemies. We are to pray for those who persecute us. We are to turn the other cheek. We are to do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. And so as a Christian, I trust that God is going to judge the lost the wicked, the schemers, the deceitful. But as a Christian, all I can do is what is right. I can't go around town vindicating myself when other people spread lies. It's not my place to go around and tear down the reputation of other people just because I know something about them. It's not my job to get jealous when it appears that God is blessing someone who really doesn't, have God's best interest at heart. And so we always make excuses, right? Well, I know why that happened or I know why God's blessing them. No, we can't be that way. All we can do is do what's right. You see, you never know who might be watching. Mordecai, because he did what was right and told Esther, Esther told the king and it saved his life. And God in that time was building favor with Esther so that when the day came that Haman tried to wipe out the Jewish people, Esther was able to approach the king. You see, friends, when someone hurts you or wrongs you or betrays you, you probably are not going to be able to change that person's mind about you. You're not gonna be able to change what they're saying, what they're thinking. It's just the way it is. Unless God does it, there's no hope, okay? But what you don't realize is there are other people watching how you respond, watching how you handle yourself. So for instance, if somebody is out talking bad about you and sharing things that aren't true and someone walks up and says, hey, I heard this about you from so-and-so. And And you say, well, I don't believe that's the truth, and I'm sorry that you heard that. And they'll say, well, what do you have to say about them? In that moment, you can do absolutely what the world would do. Share every bad thing, every negative comment, uh, everything that would hurt them. Or you can just say, I don't have anything to say. You see, you might not realize this, but that person probably is going to go away mad at first because you wouldn't gossip with them. But then they're going to realize at some point, if they wouldn't speak evil of that person that was doing wrong to them, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they be like that? And then that's when you get an opportunity to say, because that's what God told me to do. You see that person that cuts you off in traffic and flips you off, you might want to flip them off back, but those kids watching in the back seat of your car are watching not what that person did, but what you did and how you handled yourself. And so remember that God is using you and at work in your life, even when you don't see it. The victories that he gives you today might seem small. That relationship with that waiter or waitress that, that, that you tried to be kind to, that you've tipped well, that you've tried to pray for and not complain for. There might come a day when years down the road, she says, I don't know what it was about you, but you were so kind and so gracious. I didn't understand it, but I wanted what you have. You just never know. And so tonight I want to encourage you to do what God has asked you to do, even in the difficult situations. And two, Remember that the favor that God is showing you today, the opportunities that you have today might not come to fruition until many years later. But trust that God will produce the fruit from your labors today. And so as always, I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for... Uh, uh, being patient with me over the last few nights as we've worked these things out. And um, as always, if I can ever do anything for you, oh, excuse me, I am praying for you and I want to be there any way that I can. And so may God richly bless you. And if the Lord is willing and the rapture doesn't happen, I really do look forward to being with you again tomorrow night. And so may God bless you and have a wonderful evening.